Hey everyone, we have a sales master with us today. You guys are not going to want to miss today's episode with the great Dave D. We are going to come back and give you all kinds of great advice on how to sell virtually, how to open and close sales calls when you can't be there in person. Stay right with us. I'll be right back with Dave D. This is the Not Your Average Joe Show, where each week we bring you sales, marketing, and mindset strategies you need to get to your next level. And now, here's your host, international business mentor, Joe Soto. <laughs> now that I got you all jazzed and ready to go, Dave, how are you, man? Fired up, man. I love the intro. I'm great. I'm amazing. Yeah, feeling great. Got to give you a shot of, of music at the beginning here. Welcome to the program. So for those of you who don't know Dave D, I've had the pleasure to have met him at uh, years ago at the Dan Kennedy Super Conference. Um, and Dave had a chance to work along with uh, Dan Kennedy for quite some time. And he could talk more about that if he wishes. But um, you get an interesting background. First of all, just let's give a quick intro to your to, you know, to who you are and and uh, what you're all about and what your background is, because you were a struggling uh, mentalist. And some people yeah. don't know what that is uh, back in the day before you became this sales wizard that we all know today as Dave D. Yeah, it, it's interesting. First of all, thanks for having me on the show. I want to share with, uh, with your audience some really useful stuff that they so they can see results in their bank account really yeah. quickly. So just quickly, my backstory is, you know, not many people know what a mentalist is, so I use magician. Um, and so I was a struggling magician. It was my lifelong dream to, to be a professional entertainer. And I did a number of jobs and things like that. And then I finally decided to go for it. And Joe, I thought like if I was just really good at what I did, if I was just had a really great show, I'd be successful. Just like most consultants and advisors are taught, hey, just get really good at at, at the deliverable. And magically, you're going to be six people are going to be knocking down your door. <laughs> and well, I quickly discovered that that wasn't the case. And I was only doing about three shows a month. And these were not big David Copperfield, you know, type of productions. These were small shows. And so it came to the point I had to make a decision whether or not I was really going to go for it and, or I was going to get a regular job. And I went to a seminar, you mentioned Dan, and he was speaking at one of these big success of seminar events. Uh, it was held at the Omni, uh, which is now oh. Phillips Arena in downtown Atlanta. And Dan was the last speaker. I think Norman Schwarzkopf was the keynote motivational speaker. And wow. he was selling a product called Magnetic Marketing. And it was interesting because when he said the price, um, I was like, oh, my God. And I think the price was only like 279 bucks or something. But back then, yeah. $279 seemed like a, like a crazy amount of money. I ended up investing in that program and I learned the marketing aspect of it. And I went from doing three shows a month to averaging 25 shows a month in less than 90 days. In my fourth month, you're not my fourth month. I did 57 shows wow. uh, and, yeah, in a month. And, but what was happening is I was getting these phone calls because I got good at the marketing of mm -hmm. this. So I was, my phone was ringing off the hook, but then I wasn't closing any of the sales. So now I was spending money on lead generation, which I didn't have. Right. And, and so it was like a double whammy because I get all excited with the phone ringing, but then I wasn't closing. So then I figured out, Hey, I better learn how to sell. And really one of the most important things that I ever learned, it really, and it clicked for me. And if, if your listeners really get this, it, it was a major change for me which was this, that it's more important to be a master marketer and a master salesperson than it is a master of what you do. That's not saying that you yeah. shouldn't be good at what you do. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is there's look, what we teach is well, what I used to teach entertainers is there's show business. The bigger word is business, right? And that's what you've got to focus on. And when I really focused on the sales and the marketing, that's when everything changed for me. Then what happened is I got invited to start speaking on stages um, to tell my story, including at the super conference because yeah. uh, it was an annual event. And I remember when Dan actually called me um, and I had been speaking on stages, just telling my story. 
and getting paid to speak a small fee. And then Dan said, well, you can speak on my stage, but the deal is you got to sell something from the stage because the way that that works is a little inside baseball for people. The promoter typically gets 50% of the speaker's sales at these types of events. That's how they monetize. One of the big ways that they monetize the event. And I was like, Joe, I was so cocky, man. I was like, I'm an entertainer. I'm on stages all the time. I make audiences laugh. I mean, how hard can it be to sell something from the stage? (laughs) And I saw other people like selling 50,000, 75,000, hundred thousand dollars, like in 90 minutes. Yeah. So I go up there with my bad self. Right. And I'm all cocky and I've got the, yeah, got the audience (laughs) laughing and they're clapping and they're having a great time. And then I do my close and I'll put quote close and air quotes. And I expect this rush to the back of the room. And there's literally nothing other than people going to the back of the room to leave, to go to the bathroom. I mean, honest to God. And I'm standing there on stage, right. And I'm embarrassed and it, it was bad. It was bad. So I had a decision. Was I going to just, you know, be an entertainer and a speaker who got paid a small fee or was I going to learn the skill of one to many selling? And so I did the same thing I did to be successful as an entertainer. I studied, I studied some of the bet with some of the best pitchmen on the planet and literal mind control experts. And I incorporated a lot of the stuff, the mentalism stuff that I did. And I created my own system. Fast forward about two years later, Kennedy invites me back to speak at the event, another event. But this time I'm not on main stage because when you bomb, right, they're not <laughs> going to put you on main stage because I'm making yeah, yeah, money. Yeah. So I'm in a breakout session <laughs> uh, at like first thing in the morning at 830 in the morning, literally in the bowels of the hotel. And I've got about 120 people in my room, but now I'm armed with my system of selling, of selling one to many. Yeah. And um, when the smoke cleared, I had sold $300,000 worth of the the service and the product that we were offering uh, in just 75 minutes. To a breakout group. Yeah, in a breakout room. And I actually ended up being the top salesperson of the entire event, including speakers who were on the main stage. Now, again, I didn't get to keep all 300,000. Right? Yeah. I only got, I got 150, but I don't know what other people's hourly rate is. Yeah. Um, I, I figured that's pretty good. And then what happened is people started asking me, well, can you teach me how to do this? And can you teach me how to sell my service? Uh, And and by sell the service, I mean, get people to pre-qualified folks to schedule a phone consultation or a Zoom consultation or an in-person consultation. Yeah. And then then they can close the sale from there. And so that's what led me to here. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about that. We have a lot of people who uh, tune into this show who are in professional sales. Mm-hmm. Um, they're either digital marketing consultants, they're business coaches, um, they're entrepreneurs of all sorts. And oftentimes they find themselves struggling with the online virtual selling part of how everything's shifted nowadays, especially now with everyone selling via Zoom and and uh, and web conferences and so on. So let's talk about that one to many if, if, we, if we can. Because sure, yeah, I, absolutely. I that people, people a lot of these people still think they have to sell one-to-one first of all. So maybe we talk about, should you be selling one-to-many? How could that work with selling professional services? And number two, how? Yeah, I, I think, I think it's the best way to sell professional services. Oh, I uh, and, and again, I've got clients who are consultants and attorneys and yeah. financial advisors and tech IT pros and everything like that. And, and it all works for them. So the beautiful thing about selling one to many specifically, let's talk specifically about a webinar yeah. is that number one, the webinar itself is a wonderful um, lead generation magnet. It's a great way for getting qualified prospects uh, to raise their hand. So you can use it as a list building tool. So one of my clients and her name is Natalie. She's a financial advisor here in Atlanta, actually. And she just opened up her practice and she had no leads. She had zero leads. And so she followed the model, which I'm going to lay out for everybody, including what should be in your webinar. And she went from zero leads to 350 leads on her email list in three days from zero to 350. By the way, her prospects are doctors. 
So she niched to doctors and everyone would say, well, a doctor is not going to get on a 90 minute webinar. Well, they'd be wrong because she did the webinar and booked 27 appointments like that. So her calendar was like way overfilled um, because she didn't have 27 openings. So you can use it as a lead, lead generation device as well as a conversion tool. Now you're typically not going to sell your service directly on the webinar, but rather you're going to use the webinar as a way to get again, qualified prospects who already know you like you and trust you on your calendar. So then you can close them, whether it's virtually or in person, doesn't make any difference. That process is still the same. The starting point to this. So Joe is, so let's start at the very beginning what is going to be the topic of your presentation, right? And so an estate planning attorney, for example, thinks, well, my topic is estate planning, and that's completely wrong, (laughs) right? So what you need to do, and the first question everyone should ask themselves is, what is my prospect searching for? So what, what solution, what problem do they have that they're searching for a solution for? So if they were to go into Google or, and they were to type something in, what would it be? What What is the hot topic that they're looking for? Most people aren't looking, for example, for an estate plan. They're looking for something uh, to solve a specific problem. What is that? So you really need to get into the mind of your prospect. So some great questions to start answering are, number one, what keeps your prospect awake at night, staring at the ceiling, unable to fall asleep? Mm-hmm. Typically, that's a really good topic for a webinar. So you can yeah. present the problem. And then what you want to do, then the next thing, the next the next question is, what does your prospect secretly, privately desire most? What do they secretly, privately desire most? So let's take my example as an entertainer. One of the reasons I wanted to be successful was that I wanted to prove to everybody, including my parents and everyone who told me that I couldn't do it that I wouldn't be successful at it, that I had to get a regular job, uh-huh. that uh, that they were wrong, right? So what are, what are your prospects' real motivations? Yeah. So you got to spend time on that because the topic of the webinar is super important because remember, we're going to use it as a lead generation tool. So we're going to get people to raise their hand and say, yeah, I'm interested. And by the way, someone who signs up for a webinar is a hotter prospect than someone who requests a report or a book or something like that. Because you've got to think about it, there's a specific time that they've got to set aside. Yeah. So the person that shows up for this a is a bigger chunk important. of commitment regarding yeah. with their time. Yeah, very serious. And yeah. then the next step in this is once you've got your hot topic, you've got to give it a hot title because that's what you're going to be promoting, right? Yeah. Whether it's to your own list of unconverted leads or whether you're using Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, the title makes a huge, huge difference. And and the, a, a great story that I first heard um, Eben Pagan, who's a brilliant marketer, tell is there was a book and the name of the book was called Astrological Love. That was the title of the book and it bombed. No one was buying this book. Smart marketer said, you know what? The content of this book is pretty hot. So the topic of the book was hot. They said, what if we just change the title?" Yeah. What if we don't change the inside of the book? What if we just change the title of the book? So they changed the title of the book from Astrological Love to How to Satisfy a Woman Every Time and Have Her Beg for More. Yeah. Okay. And that book sold millions and millions of copies. So my point is you've got your topic, but now you've got to give it a hot title. Yeah. Right. And so now you've got the foundation. You've got a a webinar, you've got a topic and a title that is going to draw in your prospect. Prospect says, yeah, I want to watch that because I want to learn the solution to that problem. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. This is great. Okay. So now you've got to create the actual presentation. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to go through exactly how to create a presentation. Let's do it. All right. So guys. I want this to be, Joe, your most valuable podcast yet. Okay. Yes. So everyone get some paper and, and write this down. All right. And I'm serious. I'm going to go through it. So the, there's three sections to creating a one-to-many presentation that closes. The first piece, you've got your opening, you've got your middle, and you've got your close. 
And each one of those sections needs to accomplish a number of different things. Now, remember, we're talking about a presentation that sells. We're not talking about a presentation where you get a standing ovation or people <laughs> tell you how great it was, yeah. right? We don't care about any of that. What we care about is how many people scheduled appointments with us who we can turn into clients. That's what this is about. So here's what your opening needs to accomplish. The first 60 seconds are critical. You need to grab your audience's attention immediately by making them a big promise right at the very beginning of your presentation. If you don't grab your audience's attention in a virtual situation, they'll either start checking their email, they'll just go off the webinar and within the first minute or two, right? Um, they won't be paying attention. So you've got to make this big promise. That's the first step. The second step is to let the audience know that they're in the right place. So this is for you if, and then you describe who they are, but more importantly, what the issues are that they're facing. For example, when I'm selling one of my program, which is called Psychic Sales 2.0 Consultations at Close, this is how to close the sale once you get the prospect on the phone or Zoom or in person. I My section of that goes like this. This is for you is if you're really good at what you do. You really love helping clients, but you know that you could and should be doing better, that you should be closing more of those sales that are slipping through your fingers, but you really don't like selling. You really don't like hardcore manipulative selling. If that sounds like you, this webinar is perfect, right? So yeah. if I, I've, my prospect immediately says, oh, he's talking about me, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And so you've got to figure out what is going on inside of your prospect's head. So first step, again, is to grab their attention. Second step, let them know that they're in the right place. Yeah. The third step is, and this is a key, is to future pace. So future pacing means painting a vivid emotional picture of two outcomes, mm -hmm. a light, yep. bright outcome and a dark outcome. So the phraseology that I typically use in the transition is, I say, Imagine you could wave a magic wand and, and then you paint out exactly a vision of how their life can be. So it's very important that you know your prospects, right? What of they course. actually desire. So you paint out their ideal vision. And so now they're all excited about it, right? They can see it. Yes, this is what I want. This is what I want. But then we know that people are motivated by both pain and pleasure. So now we want to paint a darker picture of what could happen if they don't do what you ask them to do, what you're going to share with them, right? So we've got to, like a good concert, we want to be taking our audience on an emotional roller coaster. So if you see someone who's a real, like a, a great uh, musical artist, they'll take you, I mean, one minute you could be pumping your fist, another minute you could have tears in your eyes, right? Yeah. yeah. So you want to take your audience on this emotional roller coaster. So now what we've done is we've grabbed their attention. We let them know that this is specifically for them. We've shown them two visions. So now they're very, very motivated. The next piece that the opening needs to accomplish, this is all the opening. Yeah. The next piece that the opening needs to accomplish is they need to know why they should listen to you. Okay. Um, why should you be the guy that they're listening to? And that's where you're going to tell your origin story or your core story. Love it. Now, I told, because I'm not selling anything here, I told a very, very brief version of my origin story. Yeah. But if I, in a webinar situation where I'm going to sell something, I'm going to tell a more detailed story. And I'm going to make sure that that story connects with my audience. So they can relate. Yeah. So they can relate. So what if I tell my magician story, the odds of a magician being on, right, is pretty slim. Yeah. Uh, so what I need to do is I need to make a connection. So for example, what I would say is I tell my core story, but I want to relate it back to the audience. And so I would say, say, for example, I had to do what any other professional services provider needed to do. I needed to generate leads. Yeah. I needed to close those leads. And I closed them virtually. I needed to deliver the service. I need to get referrals and repeat business. So even though you're telling your core story, 
you want to relate it to your audience. So it sounds a lot like them. So it sounds a lot like them. And by the way, if you don't have a personal, so mine's a personal, I was in this position and now I'm in this position yeah. and I can help you. You know, That's just one way to tell an origin story. Yeah. So if you're not one of them, right, you don't, ha- you don't have that before and after story, there's other ways to do it. But wh- mm-hmm. whatever way you do it, you must get them to connect Love it. your story. Yeah. So it's not just about me, 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 me. You're yeah. telling the me story, but you're really telling it in terms of them. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. This is great. I bet everyone's going to be taking notes here. Okay. So then just the beginning here. Yeah. This is, this is all the opening. Okay. So now we've got our opening and if you do your opening properly, your audience should begin to like you begin to trust you and begin to see that you're an expert. All right. So this is where, if you can use testimonials, you would put in some testimonials right in the section of why you should listen to me and all of that kind of stuff. If you can't, you don't. So for example, some of the folks I work with because of regulations, they can't use outcome-based testimonials for like, for example, a financial advisor. So you simply don't use them. Right. For compliant reasons. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So now we've got the middle piece. So now we're going to go into the middle piece. And by the way, um, what's really important are transitions and maybe we can come back on it if, if, if your audience likes this, we can come back on and get some more nitty gritty detail. But sure. transitions are super important, moving from one section flowing to the next section. So yeah. it's not choppy. But the next section I used to call the teaching section. And that gave the totally wrong idea as to what this section is about. So I renamed the middle section, the content that sells section. The content that sells section. And I'm going to share with everybody how you create and deliver content that sells. So remember, your entire presentation is designed for one reason and one reason only is to get qualified prospects. By the way, keywords qualified, qualified prospects on our calendar so we can close them. That's right. That's the purpose, right? And to get them so they're pre-qualified, so they already like us, trust us, want to do business with us. So the actual selling process becomes a lot easier. So here's how you develop content that sells. So you've got your main topic, right? You've got your topic. You've got your hot title. The question you want to answer for yourself when you're developing the content is, if I could only teach three things, three, not five, not four, not seven, if I could only teach three three things about this particular topic. What are the three most important things that my audience would want to know? Right? Yeah. Now, why three? If you, you can Google the power of three in storytelling, but three people can remember three, right? There's actual scientific studies on this. Yeah. So you want to break your presentation into three. Yeah. And the most important things, you're not, you're not holding things back. You're giving them the three most important, the three most important things. Exactly. Right. Now here is the, the here, I'm going to tell you now though, how you're, you're not going to hold anything back, but you're going to deliver the information in a specific way. You're going to deliver the information either by number one, telling them what to do, not how to do it. Right. What to do, not how to do it. Or you're going to give them useful but incomplete information. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, now here, now here is why. And I know some people uh, like bristle it. against this, right? And they say, no, no, no. I want to deliver a lot of great value. I want to deliver as much value you as still I can. can, though, even if it's just a what. You are 100% right. And here is the problem when you start getting into the nitty gritty details uh, and you start getting all complex, bad things happen. The first bad thing that happens is your audience gets confused, right? Mm -hmm. So the financial advisor wants to go and talk about the intricate details of the financial vehicle that you're talking about. Or the, God, the tech people are the worst, right? They want to. Because they love, they geek out over the tech stuff. Yeah. And your audience is just, they get so confused. If You, you opened up a much, can of worms then, yeah. Yeah, you, if you deliver too much information, you're doing your audience a huge disservice because yeah. either they get confused and a confused person does not take action. Right. Or, or this is even more insidious, 
what happens is you leave your audience with the false impression that they have all of the information that they need to solve the problem that they have. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. unless you are selling the simplest thing on the planet, and if you are, there's no reason to be doing a one-to-many sales presentation. <laughs> right. There's no way in an hour or 90 minutes or two hours that you could teach someone everything that they need to know. Right. But if you leave them with that impression, oh, I got all the information I need. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to close them and you're actually doing them a disservice. This is why you changed the name from teaching because people took that as teaching everything that you know versus creating content that yes. sells structured yeah. around what, not how. Yeah, what, not how. And by the way, that's extremely valuable information because yeah. people don't even know what to do. That's right. Of course. Let alone how to do it. Yeah, tell me the steps. I don't have to know all how to execute them yet. That's right. I don't even know the steps. So let's start there. Let's, <laughs> let's start with the steps, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Right. And, and so this this sets up your close at the end because now yeah. you can deliver. Hey, I can deliver these steps for. I can do this for you. Yeah. So then the useful but incomplete is powerful as well. So for example, I. Just to give you an example, because I just do it naturally, I've done it a lot during this podcast. Yeah. So I said, Joe, transitions are really, really important. Yeah, Perhaps yeah. you can have me on another, right? Yeah. So that yeah. was useful. But incomplete. But it was incomplete. I told you what to do. I didn't tell you how to do it. Right. I could say now there are seven things that you need to know about transitions. We don't have time to go through all seven of them. Right, Let me give two. you two of them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So great really good information. Now, if yeah. I was selling something, which I'm not, I would say, well, in module, I'm just making this up. In module okay. number four, we go through all seven ways that you can transition from one piece of content to another piece of content. Yeah. So it's smooth and you keep the audience on the edge of their seats. Yeah. Right? So now you're kind of future pacing the completion for them to go by. <laughs> that is, I am setting up the sale, right? <laughs> I'm right, setting yeah. up the sale. All right. <coughs> yeah. So you're going to deliver those three pieces of information Excellent. after you deliver it. So I call them chunks of information. So you've got three chunks. Yeah. After you deliver a chunk, you then recap what you just said. And then one of the transitions that I use is just for the sake of time, let's assume that you have done whatever the, the thing that you just told them. The Perfect. next thing you need to consider or the next thing you need to do is this. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And so now you do that um, with all three pieces. So let's just analyze what I've done here. E even here um, is, again, I've given you what I, what I haven't told you is specifically how do you structure the each piece of content, right? How, how exactly? I told you you need to do three. And I've yeah. given some useful but incomplete because the truth is there isn't enough time right, yeah. on, on a podcast to do that. All right. That's now. Right. The next piece, though, now, and I do want to go over this in really minute detail, because now you transition into the close. And this is, Joe, where almost everybody, man, messes up, right? Moms, yeah. Right? You know, right? You've seen it. Yeah. They're, they're, like, they're teaching. They're having a great time. They're in their element. They're sharing yep. their knowledge yep. with the audience. And then they're like, uh-oh. I gotta, I gotta sell something. And they and they totally change their energy changes. Yeah, and they and they tighten up or they speed up or they slow down. It's like yeah. a a siren going off to the audience. <laughs> uh oh, he's gonna try to sell me something now. Yeah. So let me give you and and I, I please write this down, everybody. I mean, honestly, and use it because it's very powerful. Here's how you transition from the content to the close. You say, and I'm going to give you the exact wording. So far, you've discovered. Good. And then you go through what you just told them. By the way, just, I, I want you to use those exact words. Yeah. You don't want to say, so let's do a recap. <laughs> because if you say, let's do a recap, that indicates to the audience that the presentation is coming to a close. Uh -huh. If I say so far you've discovered, what that indicates is so far there's more to come. Got it. Keep paying attention. 
I love that languaging. Okay. Good. Yep. So far you discovered X, Y, Z. Then you say, but I want you to get this one thing. And then whatever that one thing is that your audience must believe they must buy into, they must embrace. That's what you say at this point. So, um, Let's just say I was selling a program on one-to-many selling. I want you to get this one thing. Having a one-to-many signature sales presentation that closes is a game changer. You will generate highly qualified leads. You will blank, 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 right? So whatever I need to get them to, that they need to believe in order to want to take the next step, that's what I say here. Does that make sense? Yep. That's great. So then you say... The next, this is still transitioning to the close, but think about how beautifully this is flowing. So far, you've discovered X, Y, Z. I want you to get this one thing. Now, the question you're probably wondering is, well, how do I actually do that? How do I make that happen? Yeah. Which is exactly what they're wondering. Or. Now they are. <laughs> Correct. This is like this is actually a technique, a language yeah. technique that I use in my mentalism shows, right? Yeah. You're actually planting the thought in their head. So yeah, either yeah. you get credit for this yes, I am hypnotic suggestion right here. Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay. So now we're into the close. And so now you're going to introduce your solution, whatever your solution is. Yeah my consultation and you're going to give your consultation a really great name, right? A really oh, okay. hot name. So a lot of people don't do this. They just call it strategy session. That's strategy it. session. Now give it, give it a title. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now, now most people, what they do at this point is that they go and they start describing the benefits. By the way, they describe the wrong benefits. Most people describe the benefits as if the person has already hired them. Mm. you are quote selling the strategy session. Even if your strategy session is free, yeah, you need to sell the value of just them talking to you. You see, it's when they talk to you that you close the sale. Remember, yeah, we're so this just is a place where you're putting in like your benefits of your service at the end when, as if you were in an appointment, but this is just benefits of the call itself. Benefits of the call itself. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it's a huge distinction. Now, so you introduce your solution. Now, if if you've done this right, they really want to hear it. And so we're going to tell them, right? No, we're not going to tell them. What we're going to do is that we want a constant push-pull in our presentation to keep our audience on the edge of their seats and keep them engaged in our presentation. (laughs) So what we do now is we say, before I tell you about this, XYZ strategy session. Let me tell you who this is not for. Okay. And then you legitimately say who this is not for. So I've got a a financial advisor who I work with. The financial advisor only wants people that has a million dollars in investable assets. Yeah. So everybody else self-selects out, opts out. Self-selects out, right? Now you're you're getting a qualified uh, prospect. And you're just honest here. Yeah, right. right. You really do want to say who it's not for. This isn't gimmicky. It's not gimmicky. This is who it's not for. Yeah. Right. And by the way, um, you can say something, for example, hey, this is not for you if you're not going to be someone who follows advice. Right. (laughs) I'm going to share with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is what I do. Right. Yeah. So you're not but, coachable. This is not a good, good, good. Yeah, session. exactly. Because I need you coachable on this session, whether you ever choose to work with me or not. hundred percent. That's exactly. That's like you, that you just nailed it. Well, he's a pro, right? I mean, obviously. Um, so that's a hundred percent. Right. So now yeah. what and you don't want to skip that this phase. And this by the way, the person, what's neat about this is people will self-select out or self-select in. So if there's three things, I typically do three, mm-hmm. right? Power three, three things who it's not for. Well, for the person who it is for, they go, well, I'm not that person. I'm not that person. I'm not that. This is obviously for me. Oh, right? I like it. 
right? Can you start with who it's not for instead of who it is for? Yeah, who it's not for. This is not for you if. Okay, that's before this is for you if. Yes. Or is there, is there that piece? Um, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. I think I've done it backwards is why I'm asking. And yeah, yeah. No, I'm asking myself at this point, not for the audience. Yeah, yeah. it's who <laughs> this is for. Yeah. It's who this is not for. Because again, yeah. you're using, you're using takeaway selling. I like it. Yeah. Right. Like you said, I never, it never dawned on me that they're self-selecting in by going, that's not, no, I'm, this must be for me then. That's right. Right. So if I've right so where you want the example in the, the, the financial advisor, this is not for you if you don't have a million dollars in investable assets. Yeah. Well, the guy that's at least a million. Well, if the guy says, I, that I do have a yeah, so this is five million. Me. This is for me. Right. This is for me. Exactly right. This is good. Okay. So now, so you do that piece and then if you want to, you can do the piece, by the way, this is for you. If you can, you don't necessarily have to, if you do this other three piece pieces, yeah. right? Cause yeah. it, 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 it works. Then you go and you, again, you start describing the benefits of the strategy session with you. You need to tell people what's going to, you do, you do, you do need to tell them the features, Right. So you do need to say, well, this is going to be by Zoom. It's going to be 45 minutes long, what, whatever the features are. But um, I've got something I call the hierarchy of persuasion. At the lowest level are features. Right. Then above that, we have benefits. Right. So the ben the feet, here's the feature. The benefit is the, here's the benefit of this, this feature. Then above that, we have outcomes. Right. So the outcome of this is going to be, and you can have multiple outcomes, but the highest level is transformation. Transformation is how the person is going to be different, how their life is going to be different from the encounter with you. So for example, an outcome would be is I'm going to give you a step-by-step -step roadmap for um, your retirement planning. That's an outcome. Oh, I got it. Right? Okay. Most people would stop there. Yeah. So you're so they they know that if they just attended the call, you've at least committed to that. Right. But you could say the trans, but you could say, but what's really important about that is you will know with virtual certainty and you'll be able to relax knowing that you're going to be able to live out your golden years in style, that you're not going to have to worry about running out of money uh, during your retirement. Now you're giving them emotional. Correct. Uh, hit the, the, the secret desire outcomes. You got the it. The secret private desire outcomes you alluded to at the beginning. You got it. Yeah. That's where all this, you nailed it. That's where all this ties in. Yeah, that's, a lot, that's a lot more powerful than saying even that you're going to get a roadmap. Yeah, a roadmap. really, really good. Yeah, it's what it will do for you. Right. So here's the feature. Here are the benefits. Here's the outcome. Here is the, the big emotional thing. Got it. This is great stuff, Dave. Oh, good. I'm glad. And then you do your call to action. Yeah. Right. And again, this is where people mess up. I have a Linda Sherfy is an attorney out of Virginia. Um, she doesn't do a lot of webinars. She was doing a lot of in-person things before COVID and she had a great presentation and she's like, I don't understand. I'm not closing well. And her presentation was really good. Yeah. And so I looked at it and here was the only thing that she needed to change specific instructions about what she wants her prospects to do. So, you know, Gary Halbert, the late great yeah. Gary Halbert. Oh, yeah, guys' uh, books. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm sure, I'm not sure everyone knows. He, he had many names that he called himself, called himself the Prince of Print, the yeah. world's greatest copywriter, and on and on and on. Sir Gary of Halbert, all kinds of things. He was a brilliant copywriter. Yeah. And the instructions that he gave was to, when, when you, Let's say you're this to show you how old these instructions are. Let's say you want somebody to get up off the couch to and go over the phone to order your product. Tell them, stand up from the couch, walk over to the phone, pick up the receiver, hold out your index finger, push these numbers, right? So, and I'm, I'm almost, uh, I'm only being slightly facetious here, by the way. No, right. You no, need to tell them exactly, exactly the what steps. to do. Yeah. And what's going to happen. Yeah. So in this case, you'll see a button below the video. 
right? That click says on, click yeah. on that says this. Click on the button. So get really granular with the steps. Get really take your mouse, click on the button, and yeah. then you'll be taken. I like that. Out. Take your mouse, yeah, right? or if it's your finger, if it's a mouse pad, and click on this button. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then you'll be taken to my online calendar. You'll be able Got to pick it. out a date and time of your yeah. choosing. Yeah, people bomb this, including me, all the time. It's, everybody be like, click on the button below, and I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> and I wonder why no one clicked on the button, and they're seeing nobody on the other side. <laughs> yeah. That's exact. I mean, this seems simple, everybody. Yeah. But no, I'm this is good. You, this is brilliant. These small pieces are really valuable. Yeah. Make all the difference in the world. So you do your call to action. Yeah. And then what you're going to do is you are going to recap your offer again, and you're going to do another call to action, right? So you've done your call yeah. to action. You've recapped your offer. You've done another call to action. And then you're going to do what I call the sincerity close. Now, this does not mean, by the way, that you've been insincere throughout the rest of the presentation. Um, you're you're close with sincerity though. <laughs> yeah. You're closing with total sincerity. And honestly, this should be unscripted. Yeah. And I'll tell you how I came up with this. I've got a client. I just came back from LA last week. We just sold 167 units of a $2,000 product in four hours. So it's pretty, pretty good. And the, we, when we've been selling this same product for about five years in a row now, the very first time that we did it, so the way that we do it is done in an interview format where I'm the host and I'm interviewing him, but my real purpose is to sell. Yeah. And so he had never done these before. And it, there's, it's a four hour broadcast and there's four segments. There's three segments. The last segment though, and I didn't tell him I was going to do this the first time that we did it. I said, Michael, for those people that are watching this, and they, they, that they know that this is right for them, but they're fearful. They're sitting on the fence. I want you to look at that person. And what would you say to them? And we were in a studio. And so I get up, get off, leave him on the stage by himself. He had never done this before. And I didn't tell him I was going to do it. So I get up, leave the stage. The camera zooms in on him. Okay. <laughs> and he delivers the most beautiful thing from, it wasn't, scripted it it wasn't smooth but it was passionate and it was yeah. powerful it's a sincerity close it's a sincerity close he just yeah. spoke from his heart yeah about it. why they someone should do this because he really believes it and he just let that come through and it was amazing so okay. you do your sincerity close and then you do another call to action then you finally go to q a mm. Okay. Q&A is a whole other topic because Q&A is a huge, your Q&A is part of your presentation. It's not, okay, I've done my presentation. I'm going to answer some questions. No, yeah. no. Q&A is where you close a lot of sales, like a lot. Yeah. All right. And so you want to have a combination of content questions because people are going to have questions about the content, but also you're going to get questions about, the actual strategy session, like buying questions. And you want to make sure you have a nice mix of those, even if you have to put some questions in there. Now I would, I never like to be out of integrity. So I would never say, for example, Oh, we got a question here that asks if there wasn't a question okay, I could right. say. So many people ask, many people uh, wonder yeah. about what my, yeah. What what happens during the strategy right. session? Typically, what the questions would be, and you just pull them out, but you're being you're still using you're still being being ethical about it. Yeah, you don't want to say, "Oh, I got this question from yeah Mary, and you did Mary, and and you did it right." <laughs> right. That's not much good. better to say. A question I typically get is this: Maybe some of you are wondering this. Yeah, and and then you and you do calls to action yeah. through throughout those. And the only other thing that we missed, and if we have time, I don't know. I don't want to, I want to be respectful. Of oh, the time. We're going over, but I like it. Let's keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> we'll wrap other, up. Give us the, the last piece here. Yeah. The, let's go over the last piece of this. And then we're not going to have time today to talk about the actual, once we got them on the phone or via zoom, but maybe we can do another one about that. The final piece of this is after you've created your presentation, what you want to actually, before you create your presentation, you want to create an objections sheet. 
Mm. You want to write down every single objection you can think of as to why someone would not take you up on your offer at the end. Yeah. And then you want to layer in the answers because in a one-to-many presentation, you want to answer as many of the objections before they're raised during the context, during your presentation. You want to bake them into the presentation. Into the context. There's a number of ways to do it. Let me give you one. There's many different ways, Joe, to do it, but let me give you one because we don't have time to do more (laughs) than one. Okay. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Are we so incomplete though? Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 So let's say I know, for example, that one of the objections that someone is going to have or the reason for not buying is they're going to think, I can't afford it, right? Because mm-hmm. my stuff is not inexpensive. So yeah. I can't afford it. I know that somebody or a number of people are going to have that objection. Yeah. Well, the way that I handle that is subliminally. And the way that I handle that is all the way back in my core story. So I told you this, mm. I told the story about right. how I saw it. I didn't think I could afford it. Yeah. Now the piece I left out when I was, if I was to actually tell my story is this, let me tell you exactly. So you guys can see how this works. I would say, and so then Dan told me the price of the program. And I knew that this was the thing that I needed. I knew that this was the thing that was going to make me successful. But when he told me the price, I didn't think I could afford it. But then I remembered something that Jim Rohn said. Jim Rohn said that successful people invest in themselves in their education And I knew that if I wanted to be successful, I needed to do what successful people did. So I went ahead and I bought that program, even though I didn't think I could afford it. Brilliant. So what I've done- Making objections in your origin story even. uh, Right, right. And so so what happens is this, I have actually planted the answer to the objection in the prospect's mind before the objection has even come up. Now, when we get to the close, I tell the price, if they don't have the objection that I can't afford it, no harm, no yeah. fall. That right. seed doesn't sprout. Right. That's right. But the minute they think, oh, God, I want this, yeah. but I don't think I can afford it. They're instantly anchored to your first story. Correct. Yes, it's so right. good. And by the way, this is not... hypothetical theory after every single present, everyone, at least one person comes up to me, takes me aside and says, you know, I don't know if I could really afford this, but I went ahead and I got it anywhere. Cause I remember that thing that Jim Rohn said about successful (laughs) people. That's right. Now notice the difference between that. Jim said it, not you. (laughs) Jim said it, not me. Yeah. The third party reference convinced them. Not right. The, the non elegant way of doing it is, Now, I know some of you might be thinking, well, I can't afford this. Well, let me tell you, you truly can afford not to not get it. Yeah. Right. right. You've heard people do that. Yeah. 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 And now you're preaching at somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And you're using sales rebuttals that that they learned in a book. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Which are, which are terrible. So if you do that and you work in the answers to all of the objections and you do everything else we talked about, when you close at the end, you will have people on your calendar. Man, Dave, this has been fire, absolute fire. I'm so glad you went through this. Um, this was unscripted. Like we came, we you know came on here and was like, hey, let's just talk about sales. Let's rock and roll. And you just started unloading. Let's talk a little bit about how people can get value ongoing from you without having to pay for it to start yeah. with. And yeah. you got a great new newsletter that I personally subscribe to. I subscribed to it before we uh, even decided for you to even come on this show. So I saw that you had this. It's called Sales Espresso. You want to talk just real briefly about this so everybody can find this online and I'll put the, the URL up here. Yeah. So Sales Espresso is a daily email newsletter. It is specifically for folks who sell a professional type of service. So for example, a consultant, those type of folks. Uh, and it is entertaining, first of all. So what, that's one of the things we didn't talk about, Joe. Yeah. You need to make your presentation entertaining. So I know I'm supposed to be talking about sales espresso, but let me just say this one other thing here. Let me just deliver a little bit more value to people here, okay? Please. Um, you, want your pre- you want your presentation to be infotaining. So information plus entertainment. 
And even if you're not in that, so people say, well, that's easy for you, Dave, you're an entertainer, but you don't even have to be entertaining by using the proper images on your slide. You can be entertaining. Okay. So you could have interesting and funny images anyway. So you want to have an entertaining presentation because who gets paid more teachers or entertainers? Entertainers. Entertainers. Great, great, uh, great point. Yeah. So sales espresso is an entertaining daily email newsletter, uh, that has articles about two things. One about selling one-to-one or selling one-to-many with an action, a simple actionable tip that you can follow through on every day. Something that you can do very, very quickly. Nothing complex. Uh, and then we also have other articles about different uh, prospecting and lead generation and things like that. Yeah. And it's it's a super fun thing. They also get a great report called the five biggest mistakes professionals make when selling their services and how to avoid them um, as a subscriber gift. There's no obligation if they don't like it, they yeah, can no. they can leave. Yeah. And it, and it is a hundred percent free. Now, by the way, obviously we do have promotions and things like that where of we course. offer our products and services. Yeah, but it's um, I'm fired up about it. I've got a great um, editor. Our, our friend Andrew Locke is the editor of it. And uh, I think people would get a ton of value and look forward to reading it every single day. Yeah, yeah, it's terrific. You know, there's there's less than a handful of email newsletters that I subscribe to that I look forward to. Um, the re- most of them just go into a filtered folder because I just want to kind of see what's going on. And yours is one of those that shows up that I... Uh, take a take, it takes oh, thirty you. seconds to read it every day, and I really appreciate you putting it out. It's really cool. It's also fire, just like this presentation, Dave. I hope that we can have you back again. Oh man, I would um, love it. I had a blast. Thank that you would be so much awesome. Yeah, uh, and we'll talk. We'll talk more about uh, what happens when you get people finally on the phone. Can we have yeah. you back? part two? Yeah. We'll do a part two at some. Let's point do here. part two. We, we, that's called consultations that close. And what's really neat about that, Joe, yeah. is that um, I use a lot of the techniques, language, and hypnotic language techniques, and so we could teach stuff that folks can instantly take and use, like right on their next consultation. I might have to charge for that episode. Dude, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks for being here. All right, everybody. Until next time on the Not Your Average Joe show. As you can tell, Dave is definitely not your average Joe, and we appreciate him being here. And we'll see you for part two, Dave. Thank you, everybody. Tune in next week for the Not Your Average Joe Show with international business mentor Joe Soto. 